Well, all right, everybody. We're, uh, Jackson and I are trying something new here with the podcast. We are going to have some, some episodes that are commentary or behind the scenes, whatever you want to call it, of the episodes that Jackson posts on his Wild Wild West channel. So, yeah. we, so we're going to continue yeah. to do our, our regular Steady at the Wheel podcasts, but within the Steady at the Wheel podcast feed, we're going to have these little kind of behind the scenes, and we're going to call these the Trucker's Friend, <laughs> these episodes. I so... <laughs> If you know, you know about the trucker's friend. If you want to know, go back and listen to the Billy Jack episode where the, the yep. trucker's friend makes an appearance. But so any of these, um, any of the episodes on our podcast that are directly commentary on Jackson's YouTube Wild Wild West channel videos, um, they will be labeled right in the title trucker's friend. Yeah, there you go. Do you have anything to add on that? No, it's just kind of designed to be a nice little supplementary. Um, you know, I get a lot of a lot of questions, getting getting more questions all the time to the videos we make. You know, a lot of the a lot of the YouTube stuff on Wild Wild West is uh, a lot of it's trucking videos. You know, traveling around the country doing doing that stuff. A lot of it is ranch videos. A lot of it's NASCAR stuff. Just you know, whatever the videos happen to be get a lot of questions about you know in the comments about oh well, how's this or what's that or how does this tie into and as much as i'd love to answer them all and sometimes i find the time to do it but it's getting harder and harder just as we get you know a little more of a following and things grow and grow and kind of got to thinking what well, was kind of your idea which i thought was great to to kind of go through and and answer a lot of the comments and questions or should say questions in the comments from those videos through this plus i like to think that nobody ever tires of hearing of our voices out there on the <laughs> on the audio waves yeah. <laughs> so just another chance to you know when i a little more when i go through some of your videos you know that you post on there there are things that i i have questions about i'm not sure what's happening or or there may be, I, I know in those videos you don't have time to do a bunch of narration and talk about what's happening all the time. So so this is just a little supplement to those videos um, where we'll just talk about them a little bit. Um, and we will yeah. go through the comments on there. And if you have questions during those videos that, that Jackson does on Wild Wild West, you know, you can write down, you can type in questions in the comment section and, and we'll go through those and, and, and try and answer some of the questions. And um, just have a little little extra here to to provide. So with that, uh, your latest video, NASCAR Trucker yeah. Secret to Health, is the title of it. <laughs> oh man, I tell you what, I had no idea. I've seen those Vienna sausages. Hey, we're going to talk about that. Let's don't go into it now. I, okay. I, I'm going to come back to it. Okay. So I'm kind of interviewing you a little bit. I guess let's let's put it that way. Okay. I'm the yeah. viewer interviewing you just a little bit on this. So, okay. um, first off, where this video was this in Sonoma? Yep, that was Sonoma. Sonoma was the second race of a West Coast swing that they did. The uh, first leg of that was Portland. We had a a road course race in Portland, and then they jotted down the coast to Sonoma, which is just north of San Francisco. 
and they have a racetrack there that's been there for a lot of years for NASCAR, and uh, they had another another road course there that they that they ran. Road courses, if you're wondering, are uh, really curvy tracks. I guess would be the the layman's way to describe it. They have oval tracks, basically where they just go around and around, and then they have the they call them road courses, and uh, they're a little more zigzaggy and you got to hit the brakes and turn sharp and then hit the gas and, and uh, stop and go and a lot of wrecks and a lot of congestion and a little different style of racing. So that's what that was. It was a, yeah, it was a two, two race swing. Okay. Now at the beginning of your video, you guys were, were crossing the golden gate bridge. Yeah. Was this just you guys out on a little excursion or? Well, no, the guys had to pick me up. It's always a trick for me. This is, I'm realizing that I, my one, like my major thorn in the side of everyone is somebody has to pick me up from the airport always. And somebody has to take me back to the airport. And in this case, a couple of the co-drivers, um, it was, uh, it was Daryl who we call the fireman, uh, cause he's a retired firefighter. He picked me up and, uh, and we were, uh, we were just cruising back headed to the race. Yeah. And we crossed the golden gate bridge. And I think in there, there was kind of a shot through the slats of the bridge of, uh, I think that was the prison out there. Yep. Is it called yep. uh, Alcatraz? Alcatraz. Yep. Okay. Yep. I did notice that in there. Did you see that kind of yep. little hidden treasure? Yeah, I've been across the Golden Gate Bridge a couple times. You know, I used to Have live you? fairly close to San Francisco. The most memorable is I I rode across it on a motorcycle. Oh. I had gone rode up to the Oregon border, uh, Oregon border, and was driving down and and came down across the Golden Gate Bridge. Triumph well, speed a, a Triumph speed triple is what I was riding. Oh, I remember that bike. I love, I was so in love with that thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was a while ago. I remember ago. it. I, the thing I remember about it was that it was Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 2 drove a speed triple on their motorcycle chase, right? Yep. Yep, that was the same bike. That was like, that's kind of the claim to fame. I remember, oh, I was, you know, half of it was me being enamored with you. And then, like, it's like, well, Luke loves this bike. Oh, I love this bike. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you what happened to that that motorcycle? Uh-uh. So I was I was living in Southern California and I I was selling it and someone came to look at it and um said he said yep absolutely I'll take it and he paid me and he jumped on it and I I lived the house I lived on was kind of on a hill and for some reason the downhill was where you went to get out to the road leading out of this the housing area. Uh-huh. If you turn uphill out of the driveway, you just went up into more houses. And this guy jumped on the bike. He had his his girlfriend or his wife, you know, following him in their their SUV. And he went uphill. I don't know if he was just getting a feel for the bike or if he went the wrong way. He went about twenty yards uphill and and tried to turn around on the hill. Oh no! <laughs> he oh no! He dumped the bike. Oh, he dumped the right bike in front of you? right in front of me minutes after handing the cash over for it. And uh, oh. so I went up there and, oh man, he was real real embarrassed. I mean, hardly would talk to me. I helped him pick it up and he just jumped on it and took off. Didn't even, uh, <laughs> didn't even say oh. anything to me. Dude, that's the worst. That's a, You know, you're like, I don't care. I don't even care that you paid me for it. I'm like, come on. That is my bike. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh so something um you get down to that video a little bit more the beginning of your video is just a lot of kind of kind of shots of of the area of the race area 
yeah and, and you have a uh, uh a shot there where you're you're going by all the semis lots of peterbilts mm-hmm. this is all the race teams lots of peterbilts yeah. yeah and that one's kind of unique they they don't at least the races i've been to they haven't put the trucks nose to nose like that so it kind of made for some cool shots because mm. it was it's, usually they're just in one big long line um or maybe they're you know the trailers are facing each other and the trucks are in two separate rows um but this one they had the trucks just nosed in facing each other and so there was like truckers truckers alley there was like three feet between the bumpers of these trucks and so it was just like whoa as far as you could see Do, down the line. are there any um are there any sponsorships for these race teams by truck companies that build trucks <sighs> So from what I gather, everyone talks like it was the. It used to be kind of like everything. They're like, "Oh man, it used to be really good." Like, I believe that um, Junior Motorsports, our our race team, used to have a deal with. Uh, I think they had a huge trucking company that was one of their sponsors, uh, TMC, which a lot of you guys in the trucking world will know. They have black, black Peterbilts, and they're a flatbed company. You see them all over the United States. And they were tied in somehow with Junior Motorsports, and through that relationship, Peterbilt was was hooking Junior Motorsports up with some stuff. Um, okay. And then that deal that deal went away. Sponsorships always change uh, in the race world, and that sponsorship changed, and and they they left um, left Peterbilt deal, and I think they were into some Freightliners for a while, and then. Two, I think two years ago, they got rid of the Freightliners and got these Peterbilts that we're driving now, but unsponsored. They were more or less, you know, kind of, kind of just got them on their own. But uh, I haven't, I haven't seen any, which is weird to me, but I haven't seen any trucking companies or trucking manufacturers um, sponsor race teams. But rather, there's one outfit. I'm trying to remember who it is. I can't remember which race company it is, one of the big ones, but they have Rush Truck Centers, which is a huge chain of dealerships. Hmm. Um, so they're, it's not the manufacturer, but their dealerships um, sponsor sponsor those, and those guys have big old, big old beautiful black Peterbilts with Rush Truck Centers stickers on the side. Okay. So most of those trucks were Peterbilts, but you did see a, a sprinkling. I saw, it, uh, I think I saw a couple Freightliners in there. Yeah, um, there, there's a, there's a few Cascadias in there. You know, it's it's really is the funny thing in the in the racing world, guys. They don't really seem to care a lot. I kind of thought because in like the cattle world, I get so much guff for driving these aerodynamic trucks, especially in my Freightliner Cascadia, uh, which is in a lot of the Wild Wild West videos. But I've been surprised how in the race world, guys aren't super hooked on one or the other. They're just, you know, truck to get to the race and, and do the deal. Okay. Um, I mean, it's fun to have a really nice truck, but even the guys that have, you know, the blacked out Freightliners are still keeping them just as clean and nice and washed as these guys with these Pete's. And it surprised me a little bit that I kind of thought it would be like, oh, we hate these you know these aerodyne trucks but the guys that run them you know like them and of course they're much more comfortable to travel in <laughs> i hate to say that but <laughs> those big aerodynes are so much more comfortable oh. than these classic and, the, and those drivers probably get to stay in a lot fancier hotel because of the fuel savings probably, <laughs> yeah that's get, the deal they work out <laughs> um so you kind of answered my next question a little bit i was going to say 
within the 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 multitude of of teams that are there racing are there any personalities of the truck drivers you kind of get to to see based off of the trucks they're they're pulling with but it sounds like you said no one seems to really care it's just the trucks are what yeah yeah they just kind of jump in and go okay um and so this is something we've touched on our podcast, but for anyone on your YouTube channel that, that doesn't listen to us, that is kicking in just to, to see what this is about, um, you are driving for JRM, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that yep. stands for Junior? Junior Motorsports, which Dale Earnhardt Jr. is a co-owner okay. of Junior Motorsports. Yeah. So Junior Motorsports has three cars that are racing? Uh, they have four, actually. Four cars. Sometimes five. Four, okay. and then like four, five, six races out of the year, they actually have a, a guest driver drive a fifth car. Okay, so you have the junior racing team, mm-hmm. but you also have individual teams for each car under that team. Yep, and they just they just give those a number. So, okay. you know, the, the JRM number eight is, you know, what we are. Okay, so... Um, are you getting to know any drivers from other teams outside of, of the junior racing family? You know, I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't. Um, I've, I found that in my limited time that I have, you know, if I was doing it every week, it's very apparent that, that the, the main, so we have the main drivers and then the co-drivers. And the main guys, you know, Chris and Hollywood, um, Razorback that we talk about in that video, Adam. They know, they all know each other. They've all, they all kind of, they don't really come in and out of racing. It seems like once they come in, they kind of stay and they might switch companies, but they kind of stay in the, in the box, um, you in the industry. They don't really go out. So all these guys, they all know each other and I've, I've been introduced to a lot of them, but we get going and get so busy and I'm trying to film and I'm trying to help Taylor and be helpful and. You know, trying to move the car along. It's probably stuff I don't need to be doing, but I'm there, so I'm trying to be helpful um, rather than, you know, just wandering around chit-chatting with the other guys. Um, Now, a lot of these race teams are based out of of, uh, North Carolina. Yeah, like 90% of them are right out of Mooresville. So when you guys are are jumping in the trucks to go cross-country, you know, the the junior racing trucks are, you know, roughly is a group. Is that correct? Uh, you know, we kind of we kind of just freewheel it. Um, any direction we're going, for the most part, there's like three or four different ways you can go to each racetrack. And personally, I'm a guy that like I don't like to run convoys. Um, I just assume kind of be on my own. And so, <laughs> when we went out on this West Coast run, Chris and I kind of took our own route. I kind of took him the way that the cattle haulers would run. And uh, which was I seventy across Kansas and Colorado and up to Wyoming, whereas all the other guys jumped on I eighty clear out like in Iowa and ran all the way across and um, dealt with a lot of the congestion of I eighty that us cattle haulers try to stay away from. So okay, now do you guys run into any other racing teams that are not under the junior umbrella? Yeah, yeah, man. The whole entire time you're going out there like. It's weird. You, you run into them, you see them somewhere, and then you never you don't see them again for a day. And then you're driving along, or you're fueling up, and here they drive by, and then you catch them on a random side road, sitting there taking a break or something. And you kind of leapfrog uh, 
leapfrog each other. So just all these racing teams are just North Carolina. They're all they all got to be yeah, out there the same day. Yeah, I mean, there's like I think there's forty roughly. Don't quote me exact, but there's about forty race teams in the Xfinity series. So there's like forty haulers involved that are all leaving within about four to five hours of each other from North Carolina and heading to whichever race we're going to. So that's a lot of a lot of trucks hauling cars headed out yeah yeah and that's yeah that's just our series and then you know a day later all the cup series haulers and i don't know how many it's probably roughly the same amount Hmm. but all the cup haulers go as well okay uh so with within all these racing teams that are are taking cars out to the races are there any and you might not you might have kind of answered this saying you haven't really gotten to know any other team drivers but are there any drivers who are a little bit celebrity, a little pretty well known amongst all the drivers. For, I mean, it could be a variety of reasons why they're known. Oh, are there any that are kind yeah. of a little bit notorious? Uh, yeah, yeah. There, <laughs> there was one guy, and I don't, I don't know who he was, and I can't repeat anything that he said. But he, uh, kind of, uh, he's a cup trucker who's real super crude. Like, wow, this is a little too much for me. <laughs> it's just just like the epitome of the, like the trashy trucker to where like it's just it's just basically he's just stringing together swear words and you're just trying to figure out which direction he's trying to go with this conversation he's he's an old timer everybody knows him for being super super crass which is not something to be real proud of in my mind but in our xfinity series um i can't remember any of these guys' names but there's one there's one guy um, he's got a big white beard and snow white hair. He's been around forever, and everybody seems to to know him real well. And then uh, there's another driver that I think he drives for Colleg Racing, and he's a little short guy. He must be about five, I don't know, five four, five five, um, old timer. And uh, everybody seems to know him really well. Those are kind of the two that stick out. But everybody knows Chris really well, who's my I'm Chris's co-driver. Um, everybody knows Chris real well because he's been around for a long maybe years and he's the cook you know he cooks so much that everybody knows about Chris cooking and then at the racetrack you know he cooks for all the, the crew and then uh, Hollywood is well known as well because he used to be a tire changer in the cup series mm-hmm. so he was he's been in he's been in some commercials I think he's in a five hour energy commercial from back in the day when five hour energy kind of first came on the scene they did some pit crew commercial and he was in it. And, uh, he's, he's cool. Hollywood in the video, he's, he interacts with me probably the most, you know, I, I'm, I'm rolling around with Chris all the time, but as far as an outside character in the videos, it's Hollywood. He's always playing pranks. And, uh, anyway, he's, he was, he was the first guy on ESPN back in the day. He let ESPN rig him up with a bunch of body cameras and would do it was like a pit cam so espn would be doing the race and then when whenever hollywood was on this is why i got the name hollywood <laughs> okay whenever he was uh his car would come into pit they would cut to his feed of his cameras he'd have a helmet cam and a you know a chest camera and all this and you could see him doing his pit crew you know his tire changes and uh he, he was kind of the first guy to ever do that i think okay. back when it was a pretty good deal he had going there with the espn i think it was 
Okay, um, on we go. I got a, you're not going to know when I say this, at a minute and 41 seconds in your <laughs> video, there's, you got a, you have a shot of something and it, and it makes another appearance a, a few minutes later. It looks like a bunch of fans with DeWalt batteries. Oh, yeah. Between, what is that thing? Those are tire fans to cool your brakes off. Okay. Um, so when they go, they go out and they, they use them for uh, qualifying, which is where they have to make, you know, the fastest lap gets to, to start at the front of the pack. And so when they do qualifying laps, they're just going all out, like just going like wild, really cramming on their brakes, you know. And then when they're done qualifying, they just come in and park. And when they're out on the racetrack, there's air moving and they have fans blowing, you know, from the car. But when you come in and just park and shut the car off, those brakes are super hot. And so they, they use these brake fans uh, to keep air moving across those brakes to cool them down. Okay, I would never so, guess that. Yeah, it's cool. And they all, they, I had no idea. They basically wheel in, they clip them on the wheels. They just magnetize right onto the wheels. And then you kind of wait and see, you have the option to go out. You, you have like so many minutes to qualify. So you can run as many laps as you want in qualifying in, say, 15 minutes. But the little caveat is the tires that you're using for qualifying are your first set of race tires. Hmm. And tires are a huge thing in racing. I mean, having, having four or five less laps than the guy next to you on your tires gives you quite a large advantage so you want to go out and just hit the fastest lap you can as quick as you can then you come park and you watch the other guys go and then you kind of decide are we fast enough do we need to go run one more so if you do need to run one of course you want your brakes to be cooled down by the time it's time to buzz it back out there and make another lap so that what i saw on your video there was that just a stand so you pull you pull the fan off of there and throw the battery on and then go stick it on the car yeah, they're just, okay. they're just, yeah, they're just, just wired thing. into a DeWalt battery. Okay. So uh, yeah. lots of gear that you're seeing in this video. All, yeah. all that gear is transported in, in the trucks that you're along with the car that you're driving. Yeah, yeah, we haul. that. Was, so we have a, a generator. And when I say a generator, it's like it's a big car to generator, and uh, they use it for qualifying as well to kind of preheat the car. Okay. Get it, get it warmed up. Get the engine warmed up and and cooled off as well. Both, but there's that big cart. There's and then there's a couple big tool carts uh, that go on the bottom half of the trailer, and then in the top deck of the trailer, those haulers are split level, and the race cars, two race cars, go up on the top deck. Okay. Uh, you get into that video a little bit, and you have a lot of shots, or you have a little segment there of a lot of uh, Camaros and Mustangs. Older ones. Yeah. Was there? Was that a oh, car show or what was? What was going on? No, with those? Oh, it's it's not, and I, 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 I apologize. I can't remember the name of this, but it's a it's a racing, a West Coast ish racing series where they've got these old. Those are old bodied cars, but they're I mean they're like race cars. Um, so those guys were going out the day before our race and the morning before, and they were running their race circuit races there. And so there's these old, I, I mean, there was Mustangs, and I, I, you can see the pictures of them, but they're all, they're tubbed out race cars. I mean, they're, they're performance machines. <laughs> they go out, and one guy wrecked his pretty bad there, and <laughs> tore it all up, and you're just like, oh, man. 
That's mm-hmm. racing, you know. That's how they do it. They're not a they're not a show car. They're just out there bombing them, hundred and whatever miles an hour. Okay. Hey, uh, another thing. You had a little a little blip in there where they were trying to or or telling you you need to get some better earplugs. <laughs> were you just putting toilet paper in your ears? Yeah, man. I'm cheap. Like I just I'm cheap. I hate to spend money on stuff. You know, when you're on the road, you get your daily wage and then you get a per diem. And so I'm like, if I can scavenge some food, I get to save my per diem, you know. And if I can scavenge some earplugs, they've got like all these fancy molded ones because they've been in NASCAR forever. They're like molded to their ear canal and stuff. And of course, I don't have that because I'm just part-timing. So I just grabbed the nearest thing I could find, which was some Kleenexes or something there and stuffed them in my ears. You don't need a lot, just something to kind of take the edge off of those cars when they're when they're just roaring by. Well, I, but those guys, uh, I'm, I just look like this trashy idiot. So, well, especially Hollywood, <laughs> he's such a fancy guy. So, um, so. I I have to think that at the end of the year, when you're needing to uh, have some equipment purchases for tax reasons, <laughs> you probably ought to just throw in a set of earplugs. Instead of foam earplugs and put on. Oh. Oh. I actually, you'll you'll see later in the video when I'm when we're running the fuel cans, we all have team radios. Mm-hmm. So during the race, uh, everyone has either headsets on or or those molded earplugs. And I don't have molded earplugs, but I have these foam plugs that have a hole cut out of the middle of them, and they stuff a little a little speaker in that foam. And then you hook it into your radio. So I get the the foam plug with a little speaker inside it to uh, to hook to the radio. So when you're going during the race, you hear the spotter talking to the driver, and then you hear Taylor, the crew chief, kind of calling orders, and and so you can be in tune and know when they're coming in for a pit stop and whatnot. Okay. Now, uh, saying that you're kind of saving your per diem money with food and whatnot, I, I mean. That can't go very far when you guys are talking about twenty dollars hot dogs. Yeah, no, I got, we got lucky on the hot dog deal because Chris wasn't cooking. He wasn't cooking because this was again this was a, a West Coast run, and by the and this was the last race of the West Coast run. So you got to understand, we drove three thousand miles out, six hundred miles down to Sonoma, and this is like ten, twelve days after they've left home, and they're like ten days. And everyone's like just over everything, <laughs> so Chris wasn't going to cook, and uh, all of our crew at that race, everyone was in a really sour mood, <laughs> and it just continued to get more sour. We had a we had a pretty bad time qualifying, and so nobody wanted lunch. So the other the other drivers went and set up accounts at this sweet barbecue chuck wagon place uh, for their crews to eat. Like, yeah, just go over, get what you want, and put it on the the crew tab well everyone in our crew is like we don't want to eat we're not we're not nobody's hungry we're not hungry and i'm like hold on we don't all have to be sad and not be hungry we could still set up an account for our team to go eat so that's why someone was telling us like oh they got these hot dogs and all this but uh old razorback was kind enough to take me under his wing he he's the number one uh primary driver for the number one he said, "You can be part of my crew today." <laughs> he took me over, so I got a little got a little lunch there. Okay. Saved on the per diem. You know the uh, you have some shots there, just kind of going through the the food area. 
you know, yeah. you know, meat on spits, you know, turkey legs. It reminds. I went yeah. to a Renaissance fair in Arizona once. I mean, they built this whole medieval village out in the desert, <laughs> and um, the food court in your video at that NASCAR reminded me completely of the the food area of the the Renaissance fair. It's like oh, the exact you same know foods. So I don't know. There's I mean, strong connections between NASCAR and Renaissance Fair fans. Renaissance Fair. <laughs> I don't know. I tell you what, it's funny you say that, but in truth, so there's two different kinds of racetracks. Okay, so there's NASCAR-owned racetracks around the country that NASCAR owns the facility, and then there's independent racetracks where NASCAR just essentially rents the track for the weekend. And Sonoma is an independent racetrack, and it's really interesting to 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 see the different feel at a at a track that's NASCAR owned um, versus an independent as far as the the crowd and the people um, like at a NASCAR event they kind of put everything under they kind of consolidate everything under one roof like literally they'll have like a big tent that you know all the vendors are in this under this tent and you know the the merchandise it, it's just very I don't know. It's all in one spot. Whereas this was this independent stuff gets opened up to has a lot more of a like you're on the midway at the fair. Mm. So when you say it reminds you of the Renaissance Fair, it that is what it is, and people love it. I, I, it's one thing I, I think NASCAR would do a lot better off if they um, if they took that approach and just made it a little more down home at the fair type of feel, like that where you're just walking along and there's food vendors. I mean, it felt just like being at the state fair you know yeah going along getting foot long hot dogs and meat on a stick and stuff like that, stuff like that all right hey let's uh we need to talk about the vienna sausages oh man uh, what i hey let me ask you this have you ever yeah. have you ever googled a subject and you, you, you there's a couple of the first hits and then you get a section there where it has a bunch of like questions that google just automatically kind of fills oh. in that yeah. might be yeah. around what your your subject <laughs> yeah. is. Okay, so I, I I've on the edge of my mind could could have described what a Vienna sausage was. I've never had one, but for some reason I I, I kind of knew what it was. But I, in I, watching this video, I googled it. Yeah. I've never had such a comprehensive list of questions about a subject that Google provided <laughs> is with Vienna sausages. Anyone listen? Go go look it up. It's it's an amazing compilation of questions about Vienna sausage, more than any other subject I think I've ever come across in Google. I, I, you know, I can understand it because after you eat it, the more you chew on it, the more questions you begin to generate in your mind. Like, how is this a, a food product that's distributed to people? Who would ever eat this? Why would they put these things into a tube? How could they call this sausage? I mean, these are all questions that I was getting as I'm sitting there chewing this stuff on the video. I I mean, everyone's always like teasing about spam, like a can of spam. I I would eat spam every day before I ate Vienna sausages for one day. I'm not kidding. In the video, I think I said that they taste like the... Do you do you know what wet cat food have is have you had any have you cracked open a can of wet cat food in years? Uh, believe it or not, um, almost daily at our house we I get oh, a good really? smell of wet cat food. Oh, so you oh, so you do wet cat food for your cat? I don't know. If, so, I don't know if 
I do what cat food for the cat that <laughs> other members of my family do. Okay. Okay. My, I've, in fact, let me tell you, I have, I have had to go on emergency runs to go find cans of what cat food. Well, let me give my, you ans- a- my answer to it is get some dry cat food and put some water in it, and the consistency is going to be the same, isn't it? Often it is, but but no. Another, I, so another, I, I do. I'm very familiar with the smell of canned cat food. Okay, okay, that is what Vienna sausages taste like. And I would actually endeavor, and this this might be something you could Google and find out. But I would guess that if you were in a pinch, or if you were tight on funds, you might find that Vienna sausages are cheaper, and probably more available than soft cat food these days oh might just consider feeding vienna sausages to your cat well i just i just typed that vienna sausage in quickly again i'm just gonna highlight a couple of the things can you eat vienna sausages out of the can well apparently because you did because i did what's the difference between vienna sausages and hot dogs well people ask that question are vienna sausages good or bad for you why are vienna sausages being recalled do Vienna sausages have horse meat in them? <laughs> Which they do. I don't know oh. if they do. I don't know if they do in the United States, but I, I, I just, I, apparently in other countries, Vienna sausages do have horse meat in them. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Google that. You know what are Vienna sausages? You know, type in various things, and you get that. People also ask, and there's some. I mean, that list is is was fairly substantial kind of funny yeah so apparently it's it's kind of a i think it's kind of a southerny southeast thing because all them truckers around there were like oh yeah these things and i'm like hold on why are any of you eating this i I mean i did it just because it kind of got peer pressured into trying one and it was like you know trying to create some content but who was the who was the one that um that that broke them out and kind of was was getting the ball rolling I think Chris had them. Yeah, it was Chris. Whole Highway. He's the one that cracked them open and was like, Ear. and I'm like, oh, Vienna sausage. Because I'm know, picking sausages. You oh, know, yum. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on this right now. Um, I kind of have been under the impression that when when Chris jumps in the truck for the, the drive home, he's he's refueling pretty aggressively in the truck. Because he, uh-huh. <laughs> he seems to put on some, I mean, walk miles at that racetrack. He's all over the place moving. But he, uh, he seems to maintain a, a fairly robust girth. He, I think he mentions that in, oh, it might have been the, the, the previous NASCAR video, but he does make mention of his strong stature. So, but, but with the amount of movement and steps that he puts in at that race, yeah. I, I was under the assumption that he, as soon as he jumps in that truck, he's... He's got a couple thousand miles of, of refueling he can do while he's sitting there driving, you know. Yeah. And truck stops, you know, they have a, a wide, usually wide delis, heated delis. <laughs> but maybe, is this, is that, is that trick to maintain that girth, Vienna sausages? That's kind of what I'm starting to think. Man, yeah, I'm so that's just that. a, something to keep in mind there for anyone who's looking to, um, you know, if they're having trouble <laughs> keeping weight on, maybe. Yeah, hit up the saw, oh. I, I wanted to pull him aside and say, Chris, what? In fact, he's going to be back on the podcast again after we get through this NASCAR season. And maybe we'll just have to ask him about that because I, 
it's one of those foods I can under, I can even understand sardines you know like okay I, I see where you're coming from spam oh yeah I got it Vienna sausages I don't I'm like what what and a lot of comments in the comment section a lot of people out there really loving the Vienna sausages sharing recipes and stuff hmm. I've never had one but Just, I will I will uh, well, indulge soon you might and better buy back. one and you can next episode of steady at the wheel you can uh talk about try it one. all right so um another uh you and and fireman missed the missed the bus to the track it looked like yeah no fireman yeah. this see this is what uh this is what i really <laughs> i mean there is no better way to turn that frown upside down than to get a camera put into your face to talk about why you're upset. I mean, fire, <laughs> fireman, oh, he has this, he like, was. he just has, like, this plastic fake smile he's put on there. <laughs> I know, you can tell. He was so <laughs> mad. He, he's really level. We get along. We're roommates, you know. We just get along so easy, so laid back, and just just good and just really pleasant to be around and when we were walking out of the elevator out into the parking lot realizing that the rides were gone he strung together some pretty creative cuss words and to the point where he's like apologizing to me he's like i'm sorry man i'm sorry i just i just haven't been that mad in a long long time oh man and uh and then, and then it was just kind of a free for all. Like, well, who has room? So we just had to separate and just flag down and just catch whoever we could and just roll with it. Huh. <laughs> so that's where I ended up riding with the uh, second engineers. Okay. And uh, I don't, I can't even remember how Daryl said he got there, but yeah, he um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're videoing it, and yeah, he could that um, you could tell that he had on um, just a real wooden wooden smile. <laughs> <laughs> um so then but then um you know it seemed like he was in in some uh little discussion with some of the other guys about being left behind and the, and he was yeah. lectured a little bit like hey you know nine o'clock means nine o'clock <laughs> right now yeah i don't know maybe you just edited this out did you get some of that discussion too like how did how did it, it no everyone no, was no, everyone was kind of saying look fireman you got to be down here man you got it we leave at nine but so here's no one seemed to say it, jackson you missed it no, too or, no or, nobody nobody does but here's here's why here's why and you're right nobody said anything to me but it's those are the, the primary drivers are all in a car and all the co-drivers are in a car together but me and daryl are the only two co-drivers that really like to be there from the from the minute the gate opens, we want to be in there with everybody. So we weren't, it's not like we missed the, the bus, so to speak. We were, he wanted to catch an early ride, you know, uh, to get to the racetrack, which the only way to get there early is to try to pile in with the primary guys. And uh, I was out of communication. Daryl kind of, kind of spearheaded the communications. So when I realized we missed, the driver ride i wasn't too worried because i'm like oh everybody there's all these other people still heading there i mean there's 10 rental cars here with race people going and you know we'll be all right but he really wanted to ride with the primary guys <laughs> so i wasn't too that's why i wasn't too worried about it i was like yeah whatever i'll just ride mm -hmm. with whoever i find you know give me a chance to get to know a few more of the guys but uh daryl 
he was not he was not pleased see i you <laughs> you when you just said one thing that daryl and i always like to do or that we do and then you said that you'd like to be there early i i i, I really feel like it should have been this <laughs> one thing we like work? to do and that is sleep in <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that one, that was a. Uh, see, here, here's funny. in truth, in truth, here's what here's what happened. This is why we were late, and we weren't. It wasn't even nine oh five. It was like, it was like nine oh two or three when we got to the parking lot, and when we were going down, it was one of these hotels. You've been in a hotel where they have, for some reason, ground like ground. Ground level is not one like they have like like level one is actually like the second floor it was like this built into a hillside where one parking lot was lower than the rest of the hotel so the buttons are a little confusing when you get in the elevator mm. like to get down to where we're parking you got to push like star at the bottom not zero and not one it's like star at the bottom and and we were in a little hurry you know and daryl got a little flustered and he pushed he pushed the wrong button so it took us to the wrong floor and then some other people got in the elevator and they pushed a different button and went to a different floor and it <laughs> sent us up to their floor. And we were in, we were probably in the elevator for like two or three minutes and Daryl was just losing his mind in there trying to be patient because there's other riders with us. Uh-huh. But we were just taking joy rides up and down and all around and all doing the <laughs> elevator deal. So when it finally spits us out, he's like, Ah, it's we're late. There's no way they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna be here. Oh man! So you guys you guys would have made it if if the buttons the right buttons would have been pushed. I, I think if we hadn't gone for the joyride, we'd have been real close. See, I'm just envisioning I'm envisioning now just a little kid getting in there and hitting every button on the whole board. Every button. So you're stopping. That's pretty much what it was. But Daryl hit all the buttons himself. <laughs> Wait, is this one crap? No. Oh. And then when the couple gets in and they hit another button. Now we've got like three stops, and we're like, well, better just settle in, Dale. I think we're going for a ride. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, it seems like, uh, so Fireman and Holly would drive together? Yeah. yeah. It seems like they uh, they razz each other a little bit. Yeah, they get along good. They have a fun time. All right, so this is, um, you had the, the part in there where Hollywood was was teasing about the dice on the on the the wind in the windshield there if if uh if fireman is driving and yeah. uh, he was is there is there more to that because no, so I mean, fireman I didn't seem to like to 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 be associated with those dice he kind of well that got me to think because i'm always like hey fuzzy dice they're cool i i had a set in our farming tractor here for a long time so before i before i when i was editing before i posted that clip i was like is there some weird meaning about fuzzy dice I don't know about? Because I'm Montana boy, you know, I don't know anything about the world. So I, I Googled it and did everything I could find, and there's no Nothing. no slang, anything. I think Daryl was just thinking, Hollywood's got to be razzing me that this means, you know, maybe I have some strange preferences, you know, that aren't, you know, in the normal hetero way or whatever. I gotcha. I think that's what he was thinking Hollywood was teasing him about because Hollywood was pushing back on his Bud Light fiasco. So I got to, I got to, I want to touch on that. Now, (laughs) this is no comment whatsoever on where anyone wants to come out on the the whole Bud Light situation. (laughs) But this, this, 
this interaction between firemen and Hollywood <laughs> that that um you know if you ever get in a discussion with someone who's getting the better of you and finally you <laughs> yeah. you just drop a nuclear bomb that something you say something so offensive that the other person just can't has nothing else to say back to you it's like it's like last resort so yeah fireman yeah. is flustered he he doesn't know how to deal with the dice teasing and he finally just goes yeah this is just coming from a guy that drinks bud light he like drops the nuclear <laughs> the, 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 the insult of last result or the of the insult of you know last uh last um possible thing this is it is he drops the nuclear yeah. bombs like yeah this is coming from a guy that drinks bud light which yeah. which maybe two months ago they probably all were sitting around drinking bud light together <laughs> i know but now so here's this the, whole bud light fiasco has gotten to the point that that's like the the it's the last thing you say when you you i don't have anything else to someone to say so instead of just basically <laughs> saying f you or something it's well this guy just drinks bud light it's like the worst yeah. insult, and and it's true because then Hollywood is like, listen, guys, listen, hold on, <laughs> no, okay, I drink Modelo, um, like he, he he like has to stop and be like, all right, let me let me clear the air. I I actually don't, yeah. drink, but like, oh man, how the mighty have fallen if the if, like the insult of you know the very last thing you can do to to drop a bomb on someone is to. <laughs> <laughs> drink Bud Light. Oh man, that really made yeah. me laugh because I was like, "Oh man, oh my goodness!" Because two so, mo- two months ago, no, they're just they're they're drinking it together. So he got Hollywood just got torched by everybody. If you go back to the, uh, we did a NASCAR video at Coda. It was the first of two videos um, at the racetrack in Coda, uh, which was in Austin, Texas. Um, anyway, he. He says in there, we ask him, do you like jalapeno poppers? We ask this to Hollywood. We're, we're going to prank him and just load his jalapeno poppers up just to just burn his face off. And so we're like, do you like jalapeno poppers? And, he's, and he says in the video something like, ah, I get a Bud Light. I can, you know, I can drink anything just fine. No problem, you know. So that this was months ago. And, you know, like I hold that footage for probably a month edited and we get it put together well in the meantime all the bud light controversy stuff pops up and everyone just you know how that's gone and so by the time i put the video out the bud light fiasco with their marketing had just exploded into this huge issue across the country and then i put out this youtube video where he's going yeah, I don't, you know, with the butt, I can be a butt line, you know, and of course, in the, you know, with these NASCAR trucker types, it's like, what did he, what did he say? So, and so in the comments, people are like, oh, you know, voicing their opinions of, um, of a man that drinks Bud Light. <laughs> and so finally, I gave Hollywood a chance in this video to kind of, Hollywood, would you like to explain a little bit more? yourself because you had a lot of comments i feel like it's only fair to let you just make a comment on your uh your bud light situation oh man uh, that made me laugh <laughs> well all right we're getting we're i think we're about to out of time here but i do want to touch on yeah. uh, a, a last uh last last little bit about was the uh the big fuel can throw so oh so you got yeah. I mean, you had a pretty good build up in the video. You know, you're up there getting your, you know, getting your gear on, talking about 
you know, this is the that can throw the fuel can throw that that catching that can, you know, versus walking over and setting it down is could be the, right. the difference between a win or a loss. I mean that yeah. that pit road positions. It's a big time. So you got really you got some good footage of the can throw. Um, yeah, I was so. blo- like I was blown away like when that guy launched that can at you. The distance from his fingers to your open arms, uh, it's tough to get a measurement from that video, but Just, I don't know, was it six inches or seven? Could have been. Could have been. <laughs> and I mean, been. I mean, you were you were okay. almost in a three-point stance. Okay. I mean, you look like before, a linebacker ready for the play to start. Before he, you man, mock. launches that thing good six inches into your hands. Before you mock me anymore. Ha, ha, ha. No, before you mock me anymore. Okay, that race was an absolute disaster, disaster for our team. Okay, so was it because of the can throw? No, Is that was that what made there was go no so can bad? throw. There, there was no can throw because our car broke down, so there was never a need for a can throw. Because so, so we go out like like last time we raced, like last time I was there doing like at Charlotte a couple weeks before. Dude was launching them like a missile. And sometimes they have a couple gallons of fuel in them to weigh them down. And they just wing. So this race, I'm all geared up because I'm thinking, Charlotte, man, that dude was throwing missiles. Here we go. I'm ready. Well, our car goes out. And all of a sudden, driver gets on the radio and he's like, ah, something's not right with the car. Something's weird. So they bring it into pit road. And the engine guys are looking at it, and they realize that something is wrong with the suction line, where if the fuel tank gets below a certain level, it's not sucking fuel properly, and we're losing power. So then the strategy becomes, about every other lap, the car's going to come in for fuel. And so all the like hype and excitement of like, go, 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 it, it, it all culminated into that our car actually died out on the track, completely died. And so when that happens, a tow truck goes out and pushes you from behind, pushes you around the track, and they push you around the pit road, and that tow truck is supposed to push you hard enough that you can roll down pit road into your pit stall, right, and get fueled up. Well, like the ultimate shame, the tow truck guys don't push us hard enough, and we go back halfway down pit road and then just don't even make it. So we're just sitting there in the middle of the road on pit road where everybody else is in the race, you know, everybody's ramming and cramming. All these cars are weaving around us and poor Josh, our driver's just sitting there. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) the best part of it was in the heat of the moment. Of course, uh, he's stuck in the fast lane of pit road where all the cars would try to get out and zoom, you know, and he's just stuck there stalled. And, uh, so Taylor gets on the radio and this was just kind of, like he said this because in a typical situation you're supposed to kind of you know you guide your driver and i mean they count the pit stalls down they're like all right 10 9 8 here we go you know three two one and we're here so they the crew chief guides him in and so taylor's guiding him in and he's like hold on you got a bunch of cars coming on your inside don't don't move just hold your position don't don't move don't turn in and josh of course is very frustrated and Josh gets on the radio and goes, what do you think I'm going to do? My car's dead. I can't even move. What do you think I'm just going to just turn into these guys with this car that's dead? 
<laughs> and I think, you know, of course, Taylor's like, well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm just like, oh, and it, like he didn't mean to, to say that. But so then ultimate shame, everybody goes out. So now the whole race is going on without us. And the tow truck has to come down pit road again and push us. And you can see it on the video. He pushes us in the pit stall. So by then, the, the fuel stuff is just like, yeah, okay, put some fuel in. Here's a can. Set it down. All the fury and fire, and it was just all. It it turned into such a terrible race. It was at the end of the two-week swing. Our car, we ended, like, laps down. I mean, we were, like, multiple laps down, I believe, if I remember right. So then after the race, I mean, everyone's just torqued. Nobody's happy. Everyone's in a bad mood. And then we get to load up and drive all night and take off. So it was kind of a... Yeah. You know, they're, they're all mad and sad, but I'm like, well, you guys all get to jump in the airplane and fly home tonight. We get to make a two-day drive. So... So on on, on the on that on your video then of that of the fuel scene and, and all this is going on, you see <laughs> yeah. Chris he's got a few head shakes. Looks like he's in a little bit of intense discussion with the guy who's doing the fueling. The fuel guy was tough to read. Was that yeah. what is that what a lot of this was just the frustration of all that that you were seeing yeah. with those guys? Yep, every, yep, everyone's frustrated. Because even the pit crew, everybody wants to win. Everybody gets paid more when you win. Pit crew, everybody gets paid. And so, I mean, everybody wants to win. And every, I mean, your job, it's your whole job, and when your job all of a sudden becomes relatively unimportant, even for the pit crew guys, it's like, uh, Well, I'm going to uh, give you some, some serious credit that even though everyone else was just kind of, uh, you you were in a, like a linebacker, you know, last play of the Super Bowl stance, ready for that can, and, man, yeah, that, that six-inch toss... That you caught, man. Yeah. You were ready for it. Um, yeah. yeah, I was ready. <laughs> I, so, little... so this is this is why anyone watching that video, this is why these this this trucker's friend is going to be a nice little episode because just get a little inside. Because <laughs> you know you set you set up the cam throw so good as you're sitting in that truck getting ready, you know, putting the paint on your face and <laughs> getting all ready for it. I am going to paint my face for the last race. And then, so I was, like, I was watching the video. I'm like, okay, okay, here it is, here it is, here, here, here it is. And then he he threw it, and it was like, it was like, it from his fingers to your fingers was like six inches. And I was like, wait, 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 did that, did that happen so fast? Was that can going so fast that I, it just looked just like, like it was little? <laughs> So I re I rewinded it and I like I'm pausing it. I'm like, huh? This must be a bad angle because that looks like it looks like they're almost hands are both touching it at the same time. <laughs> Extremely underwhelming. So and then so listening to this behind the scenes yeah. podcast episode, now people can go, okay, that yeah, that makes sense. Why so that's that? Why that's the that's reason why? Because all this stuff was going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whereas normally, if you get on YouTube and Google some, you know, pit stops, you'll see fuel can guys. They throw them. They catch them. All right. But, yeah, it was it was pretty underwhelming. And then uh, our next race coming up. So I'm uh, the next YouTube video coming out is coming out tomorrow. Will be, will it be out by now, but it'll be uh, the return trip home. And then our next race is in Wisconsin, and we don't have pit crews for that one. We do it all ourselves for that race. That'll be another interesting thing to talk about. I'll save it for then. But well, all right. Well, uh, I'm gonna. I guess let's, unless you have anything else to add, um, this will be no, the, the end no, of our inaugural Truckers Friend episodes. 
Yep, and you guys, you got to go figure out what the trucker's friend is. If you don't know, go listen to Billy Jack episode with Rooster. It's great. You'll get a good kick out of it, and you'll realize how this this little this little segment of our of our deal that we're recording is a helpmate to you as the trucker's friend was to Rooster. All right. With that, um, until next time, guys. <laughs>